ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله pondering over the quran and understanding its meanings is of the greatest of importance understanding the meaning of surah al-fatiha understanding the meaning of the small chapters of the end of the quran of the mufassal section of the quran those chapters which it is sunnah to recite them in the prayers often to recite the end of the quran those small surahs the mufassal section from surah qaf to the end to recite them often is a sunnah to recite them in the prayers to recite them in the raka'at that are recited out loud by the imam because those chapters of the quran they have a great deal of meanings within them similarly to understand the quran as a whole is something that is required of every muslim so we have seen the meanings of al-fatiha if we now examine the beginning of the quran from surah al-baqarah where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned alif lam mim thalika al-kitab la rayba fihi allah begins this surah this ayah with the word or the letters alif lam mim you will notice that several chapters of the quran they begin with these letters several chapters of the quran begin with these types of broken letters some of the mufassirun the scholars of hadith they have said that these broken letters alif lam mim 
It is to show the greatness and the power and the might and the majesty of Allah. How? Because even though the Quran is revealed in the Arabic language, and especially in those times, at the times of the Prophet ﷺ, the Arabs were very strong in the Arabic language. They were so strong in the Arabic language that on the spot, you could tell one of them to stand up and start making some poetry from the top of their head, rhyming. And they would give you a thousand verses, rhyming poetry off the top of their heads, brand new that they make up there and then. They were powerful in the Arabic language. And Allah revealed this Quran in the Arabic language. Yet still, yet still, they are unable to say, anybody is unable to say what the meaning of Alif Lam Mim is. This was to highlight to them that they are weak and their understanding is little compared to the great knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this begins as Alif Lam Mim. Then Allah says, الكتاب, That is the book. But the meaning of it is, This is the book. So why did Allah say, الكتاب, The book, the Quran, we have it. So why did Allah say, this is to indicate the greatness of the Quran. Allah said, even though the Quran is here, we have it. It is not something far away. But is used in the Quran here to indicate the greatness of it. للتعظيم, as the Mufassirun, they said. ذلك الكتاب, this is the book. ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه. Allah tells you right at the beginning, when you read, this is the book in which there is no doubt. ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه. This is the book in which there is absolutely no doubt. There is no falsehood in the Quran. There is nothing incorrect in the Quran. There is no contradictions in the Quran. This is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The speech of Allah, the Quran. That which there is no doubt within whatsoever. So Allah mentions, Allah tells us that this Quran, it is a guidance for the believers. A guidance for the muttaqeen, for the pious ones. Does that mean... That the Qur'an is only guidance for pious people. Because the ayah says, 
Huden lil muttaqin. Allah said it is guidance for the muttaqin. So is the Quran only for the muttaqin? Guidance only for the muttaqin? Then that is not the correct understanding. The Quran is guidance for everyone. But the meaning of the ayah that it is guidance for the muttaqin. Meaning the people who really benefit. The ones who really benefit are the muttaqin. Because people who are not pious, they do not read the Quran. They do not read the Quran. They do not open the Quran. They do not memorize the Quran. They do not look into the meanings of the translations of the Quran. They do not do any of that, the people who are not muttaqi, the ones who are not pious, the ones who are not practicing their religion, the ones who do not care. So for them, they are losing out on this guidance. Hence Allah says, it is hudan lil muttaqin. It is a guidance for the pious. Because the pious, they are the ones who read the Qur'an. They are the ones who give importance to this revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the ones who work hard to try and read it, to learn how to read it. Even if a person cannot read the Qur'an properly, even if you are struggling with reading the Qur'an, then in the hadith it mentions you will have two rewards, double the reward, one reward for your effort and the difficulty you put into it, and then the reward of reading. So that is an encouragement for everyone to be from the muttaqeen, to be from the pious, to be from the righteous, for indeed it is only the righteous and the pious and the practicing. They are the people who look into the Quran and read it and understand the guidance Allah is giving you in it. People, they spend their lives with broken hearts when it comes to this world. Grief and sadness and depression, lost money on the business, Lost money here, lost money there. This happened to your house, that happened. This event took place with your family and that event. But do they not ponder if they were to return to the Quran and they were to read the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much peace and comfort that would bring to your hearts. Hence, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentioned that a person, his heart will be dead if you do not have the dhikr of Allah in it. If you do not do the remembrance of Allah, you do not do your dua, your adhkar, you do not do the recitation of the Qur'an, then even if your hearts are beating and you're walking and eating, they are in reality dead inside of your bodies because they are empty without any remembrance of Allah in them. Empty because they have no recitation of the Quran in them. 
empty because they never make dua, they never do dhikr of Allah. So your hearts are really dead if that is your state. The one who is alive, his heart is alive, is a person whose heart is filled with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His heart is filled with dua and the adhkar and the tilawatul Qur'an, recitation and remembrance and supplication. That is when your hearts will be alive. So if a person remembers this at the very beginning of the Qur'an, Allah is telling you that this Qur'an, it is a book wherein there is absolutely no doubt whatsoever. And it is a book that is a guidance for the muttaqeen. Meaning, it is a guidance for all of mankind, for everyone, but only the muttaqeen, the righteous, those who are pious and practicing, they are the ones who in reality will benefit from the Qur'an. They are the ones who in reality will see their lives improved. They are the ones who will see that the grief and the sadness and the worries and the concern and the anxiety of this world, it is taken away from them and their hearts are at ease and peace and comfort because they have a connection to the book of Allah. Just as in the hadith it mentioned, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ad-deenun nasiha, ad-deenun nasiha, ad-deenun nasiha, qalu liman ya Rasulullah, qala lillahi wa li rasulihi, and then also, wa li kitabihi, to the book of Allah, sincerity and purity, to the book of Allah, that is required as per the sunnah, as for the Muslim who abandons it and does not even know the opening ayat from the beginning of the Qur'an, does not even know the meaning of Al-Fatiha, and then after that has no idea what is in Surah Al-Baqarah from the very first ayah, then that is a terrible situation to be in. So ponder over what Allah says right at the beginning. ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That is the book, or rather this is the book, in which there is absolutely no doubt, and it is a guidance for the muttaqeen. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. We see then, brothers and sisters, that it is a great negligence from us, that maybe days go by, and weeks go by, and maybe months go by, before we sit down and open the Qur'an and read Weeks go by and months go by 
and maybe in the worst situation years go by for some people and they have never never sat down carefully with the Quran the Quran is not only for Ramadan the Quran is for the whole year for every day and that is why a Sheikh bin Baz rahimahullah ta'ala used to mention that every Muslim should put aside half an hour every single day half an hour every single day with the Quran and that is why the students of knowledge in the University of Medina and in other places they used to give focus to the Quran every day whatever you are studying if you are studying hadith you are studying Quran you are studying fiqh you are studying lugha whatever you are studying Quran memorization was always in the timetable every day because a Muslim how does he live his life without the Quran how do you live your life without the Sunnah it is impossible for a Muslim to know how to worship Allah and how to be obedient without the Quran it is impossible to know what your aqidah is without studying the Quran and the Sunnah and that's why in the very next ayah Allah mentions those believers who have iman in the unseen they have iman in the ghayb and that ghayb is of different types the unseen in the graves when you die the unseen in the hereafter after you are resurrected the unseen on the day of judgment when the sun will rise from the west and Isa alayhi salam will come back to this earth and Dajjal will come and Ya'juj and Ma'juj will come all of these are from the ghayb to us they are from the unseen to us in the grave when you die and the angels they come and the punishment occurs and the blessings occur all of that from the unseen to us in the hereafter when you are resurrected and you cross the bridge thinner than a hair sharper than a sword with claws upon it and it is slippery unseen to us right now when the weighing scale al-mizan it is placed on that day and your deeds are weighed up in it unseen to us now but as believers our iman is in that unseen because Allah has told us about it in the Quran and the Sunnah this is what it means to be a true Muslim the one who understands the true aqidah has iman in what Allah has commanded us to have iman in being Muslim isn't isn't just being good to your neighbor and being good to the people that is a part of it but you must understand the core of it the basis of it and that is the aqidah the tawheed the iman hence Allah tells you right at the beginning of the Quran those who have the belief in the unseen the angels 
and everything Allah has told us about the angels, they are from the unseen to us. The jinn, another alam that Allah has created, another world, another creation that is unseen to us. But we have iman in all of that because that is the test that Allah has placed upon us. The kuffar, they do not believe in the ghayb. The kuffar, they say when we die, we will just become soil in the earth and that's it. We will disintegrate into the earth and rot away, become soil and that's it. Nothing more after that. No resurrection, no accountability, no paradise, no hell. That is not what a believer is. Look at what Allah said at the beginning of the Quran. If only you read, "Alladina yu'minuna bil ghayb," those pious and righteous believers who have iman in the unseen. So this is barely an ayah and a half from the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. Imagine if you read carefully all of Surah Al-Baqarah. Ayah by ayah, looking at the meanings of what Allah has said. And then after that, Surah Ali Imran, and then An-Nisa, and Al-Ma'idah, and carrying on, looking at the meanings of each ayah, what Allah has told you. These are the words of your Lord, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do not be negligent of the Quran. Do not be negligent of what Allah has commanded you in it. We have looked at some of the small surahs from Juz Amma. We have looked at the meanings of Al-Fatiha. And now we see in just the opening of Surah Al-Baqarah how Allah tells us about the correctness of the Quran. And Allah tells us who will benefit from it. The muttaqeen who are righteous and pious. And Allah tells us about the iman we need to have. Iman in the unseen. And that is barely a fraction we have gone over. Imagine knowing the meanings of all of the Qur'an, every ayah, every chapter. That is how a Muslim is supposed to be, to know what your Lord has told you. So let us all be from those, and may Allah make it easy upon us to be from those who strive in learning and studying the book of Allah, and strive in learning and studying the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'm going